Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It is February 6th, the sixth day of Black History Month. I am so excited about today's episode. It is going to be about Harriet Tubman. She is, forgive my language, the baddest bitch of the Underground Railroad, and I think probably, possibly of all time. Let's see if after this episode you don't agree with me. Harriet Ross Tubman, a formerly enslaved woman from Maryland, became known as the Moses of her people and one of the greatest conductors of the Underground Railroad who led hundreds of enslaved Black people to freedom. Harriet Tubman was born in 1820, named Araminta Ross. She was born a slave in the plantation of Edward Brodus in Dorchester County, Maryland. Her mother was Harriet Green, owned by Mary Pattison Broadus, and her father was Ben Ross, owned by Anthony Thompson. In 1833, Tubman was severely injured in the head with a heavy metal weight when she refused to help a slave owner tie up a runaway slave. After the injury, she started having intense seizures, which affected her for the rest of her life. She started having premonitions and vivid dreams. She said that God communicated with her. This was one of many incidences of brutal physical violence at the hands of slave owners. In 1844, she married a free black man named John Tubman. She often spoke to him about running away, but John had no desire to make the attempt. So she left him behind, promising to come back. She said, I had reasoned this out in my mind. There was one of two things I had a right to, liberty or death. If I could not have one, I would have the other, for no man should take me alive. In September 1849, she traveled 90 miles to escape slavery using the Underground Railroad. She made it to Pennsylvania, a free state, and changed her name to Harriet in honor of her mother. From then on, she traveled the Underground Railroad to free numerous slaves, including members of her family. She became well-known and despised by angry slave owners who regularly posted rewards for her capture and arrest. Now, Tubman wasn't only incredibly brave, but she was also incredibly clever. She dressed herself as old men, women, and even free middle-class African Americans in order to travel undeterred. By this time, she had quite a few slave catchers who were on her tail. She would walk around with chickens so she would look like a field hand. Sometimes she would pretend to read the newspaper because it was widely known that she was illiterate. To send messages to her followers, Tubman would use spiritual songs and a system of codes. Also, because Tubman was incredibly brilliant, she would prioritize traveling on Saturdays because she knew that the newspapers published the runaway notices on Monday mornings. She knew the risks she faced. She knew she was at risk of being attacked by the police, by hunting dogs, by mobs, bounty hunters, and notoriously cruel slave catchers. But none of this stopped her. Miss Tubman lived in Canada for a short period of time. She lived in St. Catharines, Ontario from 1851 to 1857. The town was close to the border with the United States and offered employment opportunities to newly freed black people, including Tubman. Many of the people that she rescued were relatives of those already in St. Catharines, including her own parents, brothers, and sisters and their families. When she wasn't busy freeing black people, she was the first woman to lead an assault during the Civil War. Not only that, she was a cook, a nurse, and a spy during that war. The Combahee Ferry Raid was one of her greatest achievements. While working in a number of camps in Union-led South Carolina, 
Harriet Tubman learned the layout of the land, helping to map out the region and do the reconnaissance for this raid. She guided Union boats along the waters. These waters were filled with mines, by the way, to come ashore and rescue more than 700 enslaved people working on nearby plantations, all the while dodging bullets and artillery fire from slave owners and Confederate soldiers. Did I mention that Harriet Tubman was also a leader in the abolitionist movement and one of the first women to support the suffragettes? Despite her incredible life and contribution to help others, she lived in poverty during the end of her life. It took 34 years for the U.S. government to pay her the military service pension she was owed. A congressman even put a legislation through that would have paid her a $2,000 pension, but this was voted down and she never received the amount owed. She eventually received a widow's pension from her second husband's service. She died of pneumonia in March 1913 in the home she started for poor black people called the Harriet Tubman Home for the Aged in Auburn, New York. Daughter, sister, wife, freedom fighter, survivor, leader. I can't possibly summarize this incredible woman in a five-minute podcast, but I hope you agree that she was an absolute icon. Thanks for joining me. This was the No Nonsense Podcast. I will see you tomorrow.